Hello and welcome to the Butt Show. A sad story is a tale of butt woe. I'm Daniel Butt, and on this episode I'm going to tell you what I know about whales. I haven't done any research. As always, I'm talking out of my butt. Okay. Whales are large swimming mammals that live in the ocean. They are not fish. Whales give birth to live baby whales and breastfeed them instead of laying eggs and giving them formula. Most whales are really big, like they wouldn't fit in your bedroom. This leads to people saying things like, that's a whale of a tail, which is supposed to mean that's a really big tail, but it ends up meaning that's a long story. So cut out the middleman, say something like, to make a whale tail short instead. There are all kinds of whales. If you close your eyes and think of a whale, the image that forms in your mind is probably either a blue whale or an orca whale. Blue whales are the biggest animals in the world. Their eyes are the size of beach balls. Their hearts are the size of a school bus. Their fins are the size of Africa. They are not actually colored blue, as the name suggests. Instead, they are white but they appear blue because they're always underwater. Orca whales are also known as killer whales because they are personally responsible for the extinction of 13 different breeds of sea lions. Their bodies are a swirl of black and white with distinct bright white spots on either side of their head that look like eyes but are not. The orca whale's eyes are a couple of inches above their nose. But there are other lesser-known kinds of whales, too, like sperm whales, which are named that way because they like to eat eggs. There are also whale sharks. Now, these have no relation to the shark family because they only eat krill and seaweed. Whale sharks are never violent. While not as big as the blue whale, they are still pretty big. So sometimes they bump into things and break them. So they come off as kind of rude, and that led scientists to confuse them with sharks. There are two body features of the whale that set them apart from other animals. The first is their teeth, which are called baleen. These teeth are not used to chew, but instead to filter ocean water. Whales will open their mouths really wide and gulp down a big mouthful of ocean water, and this will contain the water itself and whatever's floating in it, be that ocean plant life, small ocean animals like shrimps, or a lifeboat. Then, whales will clench their baleen teeth together and spit all that water back out. The water will squirt through their baleen teeth, but all the junk that was floating in it won't, so it'll still be in the whale's mouth, and then the whale will swallow it. That's how whales eat. The second unique body feature of the whale is the blowhole, which is a little opening on the top of a whale's head through which it sneezes and burps. Whales had their moment in the spotlight toward the end of the 20th century as a symbol for preserving nature. The campaign was called Save the Whales, warning everyone about ecological disasters like global warming, which would melt the ice caps and drown the whales, or using aerosols to create a hole in the ozone layer, which would let in harmful solar radiation and give the whales skin cancer, or throwing away garbage instead of recycling it and letting the garbage ultimately end up in the ocean, where it would make its way into the whale's food. And then the whales get upset that there is garbage in their food, 
and they take out their cell phones to leave a one-star Yelp review for whatever ocean restaurant they're eating at, but the cell phones short-circuit because they're underwater, so they electrocute and they kill the whales. Really, the point of the campaign was that all the harmful things humans do to the environment can hurt whales in some way. And since whales are cute, humanity empathized with them and stopped polluting and doing that kind of stuff, and now we will all live forever, thanks to the whales. Another big moment for whales in pop culture was the Pixar movie Finding Nemo. One of the fish characters in Finding Nemo describes the way whales talk as very slow-paced English, like people from Mississippi. This was intended as a joke, but some scientists at the Scripps Marine Biology Lab Institute decided to run with it, so they calibrated their underwater sonar machines to a lazy southern drawl. This breakthrough enabled marine biologists to finally listen to whales converse underwater, and this led to humans better understanding them. We can now track whales as they migrate north to south, just on their conversations alone. They talk less about the Yankees and more about the beach. There are a bunch of famous whales you may have heard of. How about Moby Dick? He was a blue whale, but correctly referred to as a white whale, who published a famous autobiography. There is Willie, an orca whale and a pioneer of the whale civil rights movement. His advocacy for whale freedom led to the popular documentary about him called Free Willie. There is Shamu, the performing orca whale acrobat who tours SeaWorld amusement parks all over the world. Some people think that Shamu is the whale who played Free Willie in the movie, but this would have been impossible because he has a very demanding schedule. There is Monstro, the first blue whale foodie. Unsatisfied with his normal diet of krill, he dared to eat a cricket, a wooden boy, and a full-grown adult man. Unfortunately for Monstro, his stomach wasn't ready for this bold palate, and he threw it up later. There is also Flipper, but Flipper is a dolphin. Some people will tell you that they have a hobby of whale watching. Don't be impressed by this. The act of whale watching is nothing but viewing some whale footage that you can see at home while you're on a boat. And that's all I know about whales. This episode has been brought to you by Dr. Experience. Now, I bet the grocery store you go to has its own version of Dr. Pepper, mm -hmm. the alternatively flavored soft drink. What'd you say? Maybe they call it Dr. Snazzy, no. Dr. Thunder, no. or even Mr. Pibb. Well, Dr. Experience is far and away the best ripoff of Dr. Pepper out there. It's vegan, organic, and gluten-free. It contains real sugar instead of high-fructose corn syrup. Oh, okay. And even the carbon dioxide in its fizzy bubbles comes from a natural, cage-free environment. What? And the recyclable bottle it comes in is made from 100% post-consumer material. Mm. So make the eco-friendly and health-conscious choice. Pick up a bottle of Dr. Experience at any white people outdoor mall, what? and for a limited time, get a second bottle for free. Many thanks to Dr. Experience for sponsoring The Butt Show. All right, that wraps up this episode. To submit a topic for a future episode or listen to previous episodes, go to thebuttshow.com. Take care, everyone. <laughs>